Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Roma have risen from their ruins! Nonetheless, the Greek god in Rome! Forestieri. Here's Hulk. Gerard, right, found out tonight. Nothing, player. We mustn't forget that it's been raining, so the pitch is quite... It's been raining! What's the goal doing? Have we seen the moment pass? But it might have happened. Let's hope not. Hulahan. Inviting his there! Hello and welcome back to Dwayne The Rock Johnson's favourite football podcast, The Bar Suitors Podcast. And I'm delighted to say that I am joined again by my co-hosts, Michael and Ronan, after their, uh, their well-noted absence on last week's show. Last week's show, it was a bit different, but we hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. It's great to get Nick Miller on. This week, there is no guests, just uh, the three lads. So hopefully it'll be uh, smooth, smooth sailing for this week's episode. Uh, on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about a number of things, most notably some happenings in the Premier League, because on the continent this week, not really much happening, to be honest. Uh, we're going to be talking Irish football as the FEI Cup semi-finals are this Friday, and we're going to be talking about uh, games on the continent this week, so some great fixtures this week, and previewing some of the Champions League, only Wednesday's games, because this is coming out on Wednesday, and of course, as always, the Neil Warnock Award and the Matthew Flamini quiz. Uh, but I think that's the housekeeping out of the way. So what have you been up to since we were talking last? Ronan, you were in Cyprus. Was I? I don't think I was. Um, Banter. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was in Cyprus for my brother's wedding. It was great crack. Um, it was funny, we actually went to an Irish bar over there. And the sign they had on the outside of the bar was supposed to say, Kyoologos crack. Obviously, this place is not run by an Irish person. And the sign on the outside said Kyologus, which was one word, wasn't two different words, and then Kyogus. Craig. 
yeah. Which was, uh, yeah, they've got that completely wrong. Other than that, Cyprus was absolutely lovely. Um, what about the lovely. eight-year-old cans of Carlsberg? Oh, I went, I, the first the day we landed there, or the morning after we landed there, I went in to the little over there, and it was Carlsberg. And there's a Carlsberg brewery over in in Cyprus. So it was obviously it's home brew. It's a bit cheap over there. I was like seven euro for an eight pack, and like it wasn't the European small cans that you, you sometimes get. It was the the pint cans. I was like, oh, this is great. And then I actually tried one. I was like, I can see why these are seven euro. They are some of the dirtiest cans I've had in my life. Um, funny enough, both times I've said that have been about Carlsberg. Although, Ooh. in fairness, the ones we had in C sessions that time were you know we have a sponsorship of Carlsberg coming up. You can't say this. Yeah, well, uh, too bad. Um. Yeah, other than that, drink was mostly cheap over there. Although I will say the pints weren't fantastic. Um, I was on the red wine for the wedding though because you hope there was loads of there was loads of that going around. Um, free of charge, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, other than that, absolutely fantastic. I did go into. We were in Pathoffs. I was just interested to see what was the because I do have a team in the Cypriot League, who are sixth in the league I think at the minute. And I was going to go out to the stadium, but it was like well out of the way, so I didn't bother. But they did have what I thought was a club shop on the main strip in Papoffs. And I went in and it was like just the club office. It was a really strange setup. And we walked in and your one was like, she looked pissed off that we walked in. Anyway, we asked her if it was the club shop. She's like, yes. And all it was, right, so it was just the Papoffs club office. And then the shop itself was... Uh, clothing rail I just had one of each jersey on it and you picked one up and said to them can I order this jersey and then they ordered it in and I used to go back the next day and get it it was a strange strange setup um but but yeah I got I did get a jersey yeah but what's most important is who's on the back of that jersey not the one you got but I didn't buy it I didn't buy it because I wasn't getting this on the back of the jersey because I don't know what his personal track record is like but Jason Punchin was on the back of the jersey oh that would have been so good which was fantastic. That man celebrated a goal by mimicking, uh, wiping his arse. So, I mean, that would have got a Neil Dragon. Warnock award if this podcast was around eight years ago. Mm. I think that's all the crack, really. And you, my week up? was a lot. Well, I went out for dinner. It was one of the lads in college's birthday on Tuesday. We went to TJ Fridays. That was tame enough. And then we went to Ryan's on Wednesday. We were there, early bells, four o'clock. And it was... Smelly enough now, in fairness, but it was. I didn't just go out for the sake of it. I got my assignments done and it was a birthday, so I actually had reason for being out this time. I'm flat out this week, but I'm sure I'm sure I'll make room for it. Liverpool being on Tuesday, and then please God, nightclubs open on Saturday slash Friday. Oh, next week's podcast could be a good one. Live from Ridley's. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been an eventful last few days for me. Last week, I got my driver's license, which was great. Thursday, I stayed out in Dublin, went to Ryan's the day after Mix was there. It was all right. Pretty, pretty mildly, to be honest. Uh, and then Ronan went over to your house on Friday because it was... Oh, uh, that's true. I forgot about that. Your, your 22nd oh, shit, birthday. Yeah, you'd forget it was your birthday, <laughs> wouldn't you? But uh, I was well that was the day I, Thursday. So I that was the day I flew home from Cyprus. Like, it was an absolute zombie. I just... You've got to, and then I got smashed when you all came over, so that was great. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's about it. So uh, enough of that. 
going to the football. Uh, as we said, we usually like to discuss things on the content as much as possible, but honestly, barely anything interesting happened. There was no real shocks that I could see when, when searching the results. Uh, PSG did come close to not beating Angers, which, again, is impressive. PSG really, uh, they're probably still top of the league, such is that division, but really not being convincing at all this season. They need a late winner from Mbappe uh, there. But again, that was the closest they yeah, came they to being anything top. interesting. They're top by nine points. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like They've been no good. Uh, Sam Pauli are top of the Bundesliga too, which is fantastic. Yeah. It would be great yeah. to see that happening. Yeah. And um, I suppose, well, it's kind of interesting. Bayern wore 5-0 up at halftime against Bayern Leverkusen at this weekend. Yeah. Um. And Leverkusen are like third in that division. So, mm. Bayern of the Champions League could be fun this year. Yeah, I don't know. Was I, hope, I hope Bayern do well in the Champions League because I packed the road to the final Leroy Sané on FIFA. And he's 450k. And the more Bayern get through, the more expensive he gets. So, Mia San Mia. As far as I know, he's having an unreal season this year as well. I have, I'll be completely mm. honest, I'm not watching the Bundesliga every week, but... If Pot made back onto the left, he, he'd been playing on the right for a while. And uh, as you can imagine, wasn't much use on that position. But he's back to left wing and doing well. He was um, so good at City, Leroy Sammy. I really yeah. liked him in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was. I wasn't, he was, I was good and then fan. he got injured then and then Pep fucked him over then. Yeah, I was never really his biggest fan, but yeah. Um, so then going on to the Premier League, interesting weekend in Premier League this weekend. Probably the best place to start is uh, Liverpool 5, Watford 0, purely because even though Firmino got a hat-trick, nobody cares about him because Salah is outrageous, especially at the moment. I suppose if either of you want to talk about him, seeing as you are Liverpool fans. He's the best player in the world. If he doesn't win the Ballon d'Or, it's modern-day robbery. He is so good. Oh, let's crack Lewandowski. Lewandowski's a Sorry, bum. Speaking of which, was it TalkSport or Sky Sports where you see they had a poll about who should win the Ballon d'Or? And Lukaku was one of the nominees. What? A, what? I know. Even Jorginho's still getting shouts for that. And I just, I oh. can't be honest. Like, who, who is making these calls? Yeah, like who's Kante the, as well. Like, nah. No. Yeah, I know. Like, Jorginho wasn't the standout in any of those sides. I, I really can't get my head around it. Um, at all, it's going to be one of Salah, Lewandowski, or Benzema. It'll like be I Jorginho. I can't see if Jorginho wins. Messi will be up there. If Jorginho yeah. wins the Ballon d'Or, I am leaving this podcast. I mean, it's going to I'll happen. I'll be like, finished with football. I will I'm... fall out in love with the game of football. I'll be done. I didn't think he would be able to win the European Player of the Year. He did. He'll, he'll so be up I, there. I, I don't know what to think anymore. He will be up there. I can guarantee you that much. Uh, but yeah. Ronan, did you get the chance to watch the Liverpool game on Saturday? Yes. Um, something that I thought somebody would have pointed out at some stage. Um, that Firmino hat-trick was basically just Dirk Kout's hat-trick against United about 10 years mm. ago. Just, just three happens, open yeah. goals, yeah. Class. I mean, Dirk Kout were all on the line, so it was a little bit more disgraceful. But other than that, Watford looked absolutely horrendous. I mean, they just looked hungover. None of them were arsed. Disgraceful. Uh, I can't remember who was on commentary for that match, but they were genuinely disgusted. With yeah, how, was, what was your man, Genius yeah. and the main fella. Uh, Fletcher. Yes. 
But um, yeah, Watford only actually played football when they were 4-0 down. It was very, very strange. And Ben, the Ben Foster means from after the game, he had no Salah captain. <laughs> fancy football. That is genuinely well. It's not suspect, but like something has to be done about that, doesn't it? Sure, wasn't there a thing though that um, wasn't it last year? All the Villa players took Grealish out of the squad. Oh so, yeah. Um, the like the bookies know that knew that Grealish wasn't playing, so they slashed the odds for Villa to win. So apparently, there was talk last year of like players being banned from playing. Um, Premier, like fancy football or maybe it was just the Villa squad band playing but yeah having Mo Salah captain goal and an assist against you and or you're on the bench it, it was an unbelievable assist and it was an unbelievable goal like he couldn't really done much about it but like Premier League players having especially players that they're playing against in their fancy team on the week is a bit suspect you can't really be playing fancy football as a player can you do you know what I mean yeah you can't yeah well. No, you can't. Especially when you're Ben Foster, who's like shouting his team from the rooftops. Some of these leagues are like uncovered somehow by people, but he's just there on his YouTube just talking about it. Like, so, so yeah, there's a few, there's like 60 or 70,000 people in his league. Like, if mm. I was him, right, I'd triple captain someone like Shane Duffy and let him score a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> He'd get so many points. Yeah, that's that's just throwing the game into dispute completely. Yeah, well, you'll get loads <laughs> of points. He's thirty-eight. He's done. He's Go back the, into cycling. He's got the podcast, man. He's flying. He doesn't need football. He's got loads of shoes as well that are worth loads of money. I seen someone put up. It's it's, it's very strange seeing your favorite podcaster playing a Premier League game, and he's also thirty-eight. So you should be used to this. But yeah, um, thirty. I actually can't believe he's thirty-eight. That would have meant he was like twenty-eight playing for United. I kind of just presumed he was like a young lad, but he wasn't really. Um, he's just kind of been about since the dawn of time, hasn't he? Yeah. I just, I, he's ever since football existed, he has existed. Yeah, just solid keeper. Yeah, a couple of league cups to his name as well. So he won a couple of trophies. Um, I suppose moving on from that, unless you want to say something. Wrong. I was going to say, has he had any shockers at England, England level? He at, played in the at the international World Cup team? in 2014 after they had gotten knocked out. Um, he wasn't he wasn't around like like, for the 2010 world cup or anything i don't think i feel like that's a staple of being your mid-table english goalkeeper you have to have had at least one absolute howler for england yeah fair enough um so i'm moving on elsewhere united were a fucking shit show against leicester uh, which does beg the question about Solskjaer's position which i have a lot of thoughts about uh, but it's it's worrying. It's very concerning at the moment. I've kind of I was willing to ignore one or two bad performances this season because they happen. You know, it does mitigating circumstances. No team's perfect every game, but it's it's officially very worrying now. Uh, yeah, just the the manner of the defeat was shocking. It was kind of just capitulation the last 10, 15 minutes. Not that it was great before that. I actually did miss the first half, which was apparently okay, uh, if not brilliant. But yeah, it's just the body language of the players and just Leicester were winning every 50-50. It was not good. And if United do, as people might expect them to over the next months with some very difficult fixtures, then I could potentially see him gone in the next month, to be honest. And it is probably for the best because... He has been a fantastic transitional manager for United, but United are now in a position where finishing fourth 
nowhere near a title challenge is absolutely not good enough. And as much as I'd love him to be the man to do that, I, I really don't think he is. I'd like to see him given the chance, but if it doesn't improve very, very quickly, then I would want him gone soon. Maybe not expect him gone soon because he recently signed a new contract, which he deserves. He deserved to be given the chance to see if he could take that final step. But it's looking more and more likely that he can't. And I have some interesting thoughts about who the next manager should be, should that happen. Uh, but Mixer, you want to speak? Yeah, I was, just, I was just about to ask, um, are you Ali in or Ali out? Because you have been the most positive United fan, I think, when it comes to the whole Ali in, Ali out. But I had the, the game on notifications. I was doing assignments and the phone just around the 70 odd, what was it, 79 minute? The phone just buzzed so much. I was taught, thinking, oh, it's going to be like VAR disallowed goal. But no, there's three goals. Sayanchu, Rashi, Boom, and then Vardy. The Vardy goal, very, very tasty. I think probably as a United fan, the only positive you can really take from that game is Rashford's back. But what's it? It's like Liverpool's on, United Liverpool are on Sunday. Sunday. Atlanta on Wednesday. And then um, who do they have then? Is it like Chelsea? I'm not sure the order, but it's it's Chelsea, Spurs, Then there's a Atlanta, City, even Arsenal, I think, after that. Uh, I'm not sure about the order, but they're all playing United soon. So who is your number one replacement for Ali. I'd say probably the bookie's favourite is probably Zidane, but I can't the see The bookie's favourite, actually, I have the other pair. Would you believe the bookie's favourite is Brendan Rodgers? He's currently, <laughs> he's, he's currently two to one, I think. Are you joking? No. Nope. Could you, could you, could you imagine if he favorite. won the league with United? Which is problematic for a lot beautiful. of reasons, to be honest. Um, look is he here. actually the... Yeah, yeah, no, he is. Oh so he's looking them up. I'll actually have to get them back up again here. On Brendan Rogers, it was well. It, I know it didn't end up happening, but it was reported last week that Newcastle wanted him as the manager and Stephen Gerrard as the assistant, which would have been a very difficult, difficult yeah, time for, for Scottish Celtic fans. Is as short as two to one with Paddy Power and Betfair, and four to one with Skybet and Bet Victor. Not that we promote gambling. Um, second favorite then. Is Pochettino third favorite Conte, fourth favorite Zidane? Um, but yeah, who would you want? My pick for the job is currently below the likes of Thomas Frank, he's currently below the likes of Southgate, Roberto Martinez, uh, Rob- Roberto Mancini, and Rafa Benitez. So, probably not likely to get the job, but who I'd like Stephen to see Kenny. get the job is big Sam Allardyce. No, is Luis Enrique. I would like to see oh. Luis Enrique. I thought he did a brilliant job at Barcelona. He's doing a great job with uh, Spain at the moment, and they don't have a great side, has to be said. And he's also just a, I wouldn't say a bastard, but he's just, he seems like quite a passionate guy. He, he just hates Madrid. He just hates the capital, which is just something I can get along with. That's a bold shout. I respect it. Yeah, I think he's a great manager. Mm. Love to see him. Uh, but he is about 33 to 1 at the moment, because I think he does want to bring Spain to the World Cup. Maybe you know you could come to some sort of agreement, but it's not really linked. After that, I'm not really sure who would want. Maybe I'm really not convinced about it at all. But maybe, maybe Zidane. Maybe, maybe he's not as much of a fraud as I like to make him out to be. Conte is a brilliant. That is true. Conte is a brilliant coach, but I really don't think he's suited. But I'd, if he came, I'd, I'd be reasonably happy because I think he's 
a fantastic coach. Um, and maybe I'd be wrong. After that, it's very slim pickings. Did you say Mancini was on that list? Yes. He will not essentially, go to essentially a city legend. Yeah. Um, Steve Bruce might be a available soon. Yeah, free agent. <laughs> minus a head. <laughs> not to get too political. But yeah. Oh, who, yeah. Who God, you... God, God forbid we offend the studies. <laughs> who would you pick as a suitable candidate? Owen Coyle. Yes. Where is he on there? Is he still locked about? Oh, he's, I'm sure he's still alive. Uh, I'm going to guess that he's in India or something. Right, we're about to find out. Owen Coyle. Oh, Connell. Fucking, you are right. He manages Indian Super League club, Jam Shedpur. That is incredible. <laughs> he just seems like a type of guy that would end up in India. Yeah, Maybe well, I hope he manages United because then United get relegated, so... Yeah, I remember he was done dark manager in one of my football think, uh, what? Owen a... Coyle is only 55. Yeah, I thought he was gonna, of course, 70. of course, one cap Irish player, Owen Coyle, because he was he managed Burnley like a hundred years ago. Yeah, 2010. Yeah, Jesus, that's yeah. crazy. Went on to Bolton after, I think. Um, who would I go for? I think there's only one man for the job, the return of the Mac. He's Moise. done a great job. Did a great job. Um, got them back into Europe. And he's going to get United back onto the top step. Um, yeah. I really don't know. Like, like other than that, I wouldn't have a clue who's actually available manager-wise. I, it would be good if they got Brendan Rodgers because they would not do very good. Uh, I, I, I think he's a good manager, but for a lot of reasons, I don't know if I'd be too happy with the point. But he is... Doesn't know how to see out of season. Yeah, he is kind of like a Pokemon evolution of Solskjaer, though. Like, they both play kind of good football. They're both kind of nice guys, but Rodgers is just better tactically, you know. So, yeah, even if he is very David Brentish. But we'll leave the manager chat for now, because at the moment, Solskjaer is manager. And you've seen United in these positions before, where Solskjaer, you know, in trouble, under pressure, Solskjaer, is the best coach in the world. We've seen this on a couple of occasions. So then moving on, I suppose, to Champions League action. This being recorded on the Monday, coming out Wednesday, because there is not an awful lot of time to edit these things. So we can't preview the Tuesday Champions League games, but we will preview the Champions League games on the Wednesday, which I have up here. That's fantastic. I took notes for loads of the Tuesday games because they're better than the Wednesday ones. Yeah, the games on Tuesday are way better, but um, the pick of the games... It's probably United Atalanta. You could imagine Lille and Sevilla being quite good because they're probably very similar teams. But you have the likes of Red Bull, Salzburg, Wolfsburg, well, Barcelona, Dynamo, Kiev. Bayern and Benfica should be a good one because both yeah, are, are gonna really good form. Destroy them. Ah, I don't know. Like Benfica yeah. are very good against Barca, and I'll be a Barca. Yeah, Barca are shit though. Yeah, Bayern will win, but I do think it'll be a good game. I think. Benfica might get a goal or two. Do Bayern? Yeah, a goal or two, Eagles. but Bayern will get a goal or seven. Benfica are top of the not league and us. I was looking this up. It's just it's League of Portuguese or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got very confused at the start of FIFA when I was looking for players from Portugal for SBCs to find it was not league and us. It's disgusted. Right, we'll go yeah. game by game very quickly. Um, right, so the first game is a quarter six on the Wednesday. RB Salzburg against Wolfsburg. A bit of a Germanic derby here. Uh, it's a tough one because Wolfsburg are doing very poorly at the moment under Van Bommel. Salzburg, bit of an unknown quantity. They've lost a lot of players. 
Someone's going to cop out and go for a draw. Um, I quite like your man, Adi Amy from Salzburg. He looks decent in a few games. Um, because on a night Liverpool aren't playing, I normally just stick on the goal show. So you kind of get to see how everyone's doing around the grounds. And yeah, well, Salzburg look all right. Although Wolfsburg didn't look terrible in the last game, which I think was against mm. Sevilla. I mean, it's not a fantastic group in fairness. It's Wolfsburg who aren't doing great this season. Salzburg are always kind of an unknown quantity. Sevilla are probably the best team in that group. And Lille, who have lost every single player except... Renato Sanchez. Renato Sanchez and Yilmaz, who is on his deathbed. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm going to say Salzburg, but I'll be completely honest. I don't really know an awful lot about either team. Yeah, I'd have to be in the same boat as yeah. I wouldn't really know... Um... I wouldn't watch any Austrian football and I watch little to no um, German football. So I will also be in the same boat as Connell and say that this will be a draw. The next game, also a quarter of six, is Barcelona against Dynamo Kiev. I'm not going to faff about here. I'm just going to go with a Barcelona win. Dynamo Kiev, they played, was it Benfica I seen on match day one, I believe. And it was a pretty bad game. I was watching the goal show that night and it looks like Kiev actually had a player sent off and then the referee realised that he wasn't booked in the first place and had to rescind it. Then, I think it was Benfica... No, then Dino Kiev scored a late winner. Then it was ruled out. So it was a very dramatic, really bad nil-nil. Um, but yeah, not going to overthink this one. Barcelona win at the new Camp. Well, I'm going to say Barcelona win, but it'd be very, very funny if they lost. It would. Um, especially after everything that's happened. But yeah, you're going to have to say Barcelona. Even how bad they've been, they've still got way better players than Kiev, I assume. See, Not I don't know, because Barcelona are playing tell you Madrid who at the for Kiev as well. So, Koeman might rest a few boys. I'm going with a Kiev win. I don't care if they're shit. Barcelona are also poo-poo stink. Aguero was back and he's fat. So, there's that. And, like, you can see if Barcelona don't beat Madrid the weekend, league's done already, and it's October, so... I'm going to say he's going to chance the league game over Madrid rather than the Champions League game against Kiev. Then moving on to the 8 o'clock games, Lille against Sevilla. I'm going to go with a Lille win here because Lille haven't looked too bad in the Champions League, to be honest. And they've got the best young player in the world, Jonathan David. He's going to bag a hat-trick. 3-0 Lille. Yeah, he is on. a baller, to be fair. Mm, I'm going to say... Well, I don't know. I'm going to go for a scoreline, but I'm going to say Sevilla just because I kind of like them, to be honest. Le Petit Gueux is a good manager. Yeah, um, like Lille, they have a good forward line. But like the rest of their team, like Jose Font is their main fell at the back. So I do think Sevilla will win it, but it's not going to be like a, a demolition. I feel like it'll be a very close game. Next game is ugh, Shudders. Uh, United at home to Atalanta. This could be a weird one. I could see this being a 4 0 United or something, or just more of the same and Atalanta kind of having fun with United and beating them 3 0. I hope it's the former. Um, although, if United lost, I really don't see any way back for Seoul, Sean. That's essentially what I want. Uh, but yeah, I think United will edge it probably. You know, Ronaldo on Champions League nights, there's, there's something in the air. I have a demo note here that this should be their toughest test in the group, which they're already really struggling in, lost to young boys. Uh, Villarreal, definitely a tougher test, just because of the uh, way they play. 
But yeah. Scrape, scrape past for Royale. But it's always the ones on paper. You're like, this should be the hard one. And then they'll go out and beat them 5-1 or something. It was like that with Leipzig last year at home. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, they'll struggle against Leipzig and smash them 5-1. I am also going to say United win here. I don't know, something like 2-0, 3-0. Like I know we play Liverpool played Atalanta in the group stages last year and away from home, like Liverpool absolutely teared them shreds. And then when it came to the return game at Anfield, it was not a good viewing. But I do feel Ronnie, he's gonna be getting the boys rallied up and they are gonna stick a load past Al- Atalanta. I feel it'll be messy. Yeah, under pressure, Ali and Andre Ronaldo could be a dangerous combination. Next game is Zenit against Juventus. I'm going to go with the Juventus win. They were very, very impressive, uh, albeit against Malmo, but they, they were impressed in the first game and bet Chelsea in the second game. So I'm going to go with Juventus to pick up another three points in Russia. Yeah, you can't really disagree with that. I couldn't tell you who's... Well, actually, I could tell you who's played for Zenit. Uh, Dejan Lovren plays from at the minute. And Juba. Juba. Uh, well, he's played there since his own time. I think Zenit did win their other game in the group 4-0, but it was against Malmo, who are not the best team in that group, let's be honest. They were quite impressive against Chelsea, to be fair. Zenit? Yeah. No, I was, I was talking about Malmo. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah. Well, Zenit are a bad side. Um, but yeah, Juventus are Juventus. Like, the players they have, they should be beating Zenit. Um, if there was a shock result and Zed did get a win, I wouldn't be totally surprised. But I'm going to say Juventus. Juve away at the Gazprom Arena. The Dons, the Zena boys are getting it done. Juve are finished. Since Ronaldo left, they have been dirt. All the boys want out. Zena dub. Next one, we already briefly touched upon Benfica home to Bayern. I was going to go with a Benfica win here, but I can't really do that with a straight face because Bayern are unbelievable. Uh, so I'm not going to overcomplicate things. Bayern win. Bayern win. I don't think it is going to be close. I don't think they're going to run away with it. Robert Lewandowski is going to do damage on that Benfica team. It's going to be messy again. Another messy fixture. Easy Bayern win for me. Next one is Chelsea Malmo. Uh, literally not going to say anything here other than Chelsea win. Yeah, like 6-0, something like that. Ridiculous. No point. Yeah, Chelsea win. <laughs> that was easy. And final game, Young Boys at home to Villarreal. You know, Young Boys obviously bet United, but before the red card, they were not good at all. Villarreal are a decent to good team. Um, Not the best going forward, so I don't think it's going to be easy for them, but it'll be 1 or 2-0 probably. Uh, I'm actually going to say draw, just to be different. Yeah, I'm going to say draw as well. I thought young, but I watched a young boys United game and I found him to be quite impressive. And Villarreal aren't really the most attacking team going about. So, yeah, draw, draw on this one also. Before we move on, I think Spartak and Leicester are playing tomorrow as well. So, oh, yeah, there's that, some that, funky stuff happening with uh, the Europa League these days. Yeah, there's Europa League every single day. No, sorry, there's Europa League Tuesday, three days this week, three days this week. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Weird shenanigans. Don't like it. I'll be looking forward to Spartak's TikTok if they do Leicester. <laughs> Their TikTok is just ridiculous. Like it's so unprofessional. They're just calling out yeah. boys. It's great. But it's the same with Ryanair's TikTok. <laughs> that is true, I suppose. Um, and then just very quickly before we move on to the Neil Warnock Award, 
The FEI Cup semi-finals are this weekend, a big weekend in our, on the Irish football calendar. Um, for some reason, the games are scheduled for the exact same time, which is baffling. Um, they always usually have it so that there's a game on the Friday night, as per tradition, and then Sunday afternoon, so you can get to watch both of them. Both of them are televised. That is not the case. Unfortunately, Waterford are away to Bohemians on Friday night, and Dundalk are away to St. Patrick's Athletic. So, Ronan, who do you see ended up in the final? I am personally going to go for a bold win. I think Waterford do stand a chance. Uh, they're quite an exciting team at times under Mark Burcham. But um, again, um, there's, there's nothing really to say that they're going to beat Bowes. Uh, as of recording right now, Bowes are beating Shamrock Rovers in the Dublin Derby. We'll see how that one ends up. Yeah, and Rovers have a right card as well, I think. Oh. Yeah, Pico Lopez. Oh, I'd say the Bowes fans enjoyed that. Actually... Well, I well, I think most people who listen to this do actually follow the League of Ireland somewhat. But Rovers didn't give Bowes any away allocation for that, which in fairness, Dundalk Respect, didn't give any, man. We didn't Respect. we didn't we didn't give Rovers any away allocation either, so we can't really give it too much. But they they said it as the reason is they were waiting to see if the home allocation sold out and they didn't even get close to selling out the home allocation. Yeah. So the Rover, Bowes fans just could have gone in anyway. So I'm now delighted that the dog didn't let Rover fan in because good enough for them. Um, yeah. But onto the actual cup game, couldn't tell you with the dog. Pats, the dog could win that. Pats could win that. I mean, Pats are kind of on patchy form at the minute, but they are still second and deserve you. So in the league, they have other than Rover. Rovers have obviously walked this year, but Pats have probably been clearly the second best team in the league because I mean. Sligo are barely holding on to that third place position now and then Dundalk have looked really good recent weeks and we've looked good in the cup so we really don't know um, I'm going to say Dundalk win just because you have to back yourself as they say on Low Island mm. Bowes and Waterford I think this is huge for Bowes because Bowes are back after a long time you know the last three seasons they've kind of established themselves as regular well Challenging for European reg- European football regularly. They were second in the league last year, albeit half of the season. I don't think Dundalk are going to catch them anyway. I'm going to say Bowes are going to win, and I say Bowes are going to win the cup as well because I think Keith Long needs it now at this stage. With like with the momentum that Bowes are kind of on at the minute. Um, well, I don't think he needs it because I think Keith Long is probably set for life with that job as long as they don't get relegated, obviously. But I think he wants it and Bowes are desperate to actually win a trophy because they haven't won one. It was like when Dundalk won the League Cup in 2014, you know. You need you kind of need to win that one before you start to go on and challenge him for more. And that League Cup was our first trophy in 12, 12 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And Bowes are coming up to 13 years now without a trophy, is it? I think 2008... 2008 league title was our last trophy. So I can't remember which year they won the double. They won the double in 2007. Eight, or, I think, isn't yeah. It? yeah. They won back to back titles. So it's, it's a long time since they've won one. So I think they'll be, well, they've won the Lesnar Senior Cup, but it doesn't count. So they'll be desperate to actually win one. And I'll be honest, I'd like to see them win one, even though it would be tremendously annoying on Twitter because both fans, just Dublin fans in general, are just the worst on Twitter. I know you probably think the same about the dog fans and 
everybody thinks about everyone's Whitewells fans on Twitter, but Dublin club football fans are just a whole new level of entitled to harm. <laughs> I don't mean that. But, even the Cabinteely yeah. ones. Yeah, even the Cabinteely ones. Yeah, um, yeah, I see Bulls winning and then in Pats, Dundalk, Dundalk, Aviva Stadium, football heritage, mate. Dundalk, going to win this. Pats, fan, Pats players, Pats should win this really on paper. If you look at the league table, they should win this. But I think they're going to bottle it. Dundalk, they're, they're streetwise. They've been here a million times before. I think Dundalk are going to get the job done and heading to the Aviva once again in November for a cup final against Bohemians. But if and when that happens, we will preview it on the podcast. And dare I say it, we may even dedicate an entire show to it. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. Um, but moving on to the Neil Warnock Award. There was no Neil Warnock Award last week, of course, as Roland makes our absence. So we were unable to do that. But the previous week's winner was Marcus Rojo. So moving on to this week's, we will put the polls up on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so you can vote for any of our three nominations. But I'm going to kick off proceedings with the only real winner this week. And that is going to be Aaron McCary. Because Aaron McCary, former Dundalk goalkeeper, he's playing for Glen Torren in the Irish League now. His team conceded a goal against Coleraine, I believe. And he was not happy with his left back. His left back gave away the ball in midfield, which led to Coleraine essentially having a free one at McCary. Who then uh, obviously put it past McCary. And McCary he seems like a pretty nice, placid guy most of the time. You know, seemed like a nice guy at Dundalk. Came out and absolutely decked his left back. I'm not sure who the left back's name was, but it seemed really out of character. And it was, it's the spirit of the Neil Warnock Award. Goalkeepers knocking out their own teammates. Um, so, Mixer, who's your nomination? So, Lazio were playing Inter the weekend. Lazio won 3 1. At the end of the game, Luis Felipe ran up to his former teammate and friend Correa and jumped on his back. And then a brawl proceeded. I don't know what was going through his mind and why he thought that was a good idea after he'd just beaten a rival club 3-1. But yeah, it was fantastic shithousery, albeit he got sent off and he was crying afterwards because he's like, oh no, it was only a joke, he's my friend. He still started a, a good brawl after the game. It was pretty funny. I was going to say Aaron McCary, but I kind of assumed Colin was going to go for him anyway, so I did go for a backup, which is John Joe Shelby for just taking a man out of it when on a yellow card clean your own goal it was just textbook shit like, what else was he going to do it was fantastic it was just peak Newcastle well the way Newcastle were going at that stage it was a pretty bleak performance anyway it's been a pretty bleak season so far for Newcastle not including takeover obviously just bleak in and of itself but no yeah it was just it was just a very John Joe Shelby tackle it was a very bold tackle it was just very, just very Newcastle, and I, and I really appreciated it. It's crazy. He's going to be in the midfield next season with Kevin De Bruyne and N'Golo Kante. <laughs> he will be the only remaining member of that Newcastle team. Er, er, Erling Holland is scoring about 150 goals in the championship next year. Yeah, I'll tell you what, lads. Aaron McCary, Luis Felipe and John Joe Shelby, that's a strong trio. I think that's going to be close. One for taking a man out of it, one for jumping on a their former teammates back after scoring and one for clapping their own teammate. That is that's strong. That's strong. And it's it large. It gets the spirit of the Neil Warnock Award, which is general heroness and shit And um, there's some good games this weekend. Mixer, for time's sake, I want you to select 
two. And we're going to talk about them. Right. So, first one Premier League United Liverpool, half four Sunday. It's a big one. Oh, there's actually so many good ones. And then just list uh, them off. All right. I'll list them off. Right. So, in Ligue 1, Marseille, PSG. In Serie A, Inter Milan, Juventus, and Roma, Napoli. In La Liga, there is Atletico Madrid and Real Sociedad, and Barcelona are playing Madrid. And then the Premier League, it is United and Liverpool. So it is quite a strong game across the, a strong weekend of fixtures across the continent. Bang. And it is a bank holiday weekend here in Ireland. So it'll be plenty and of time. And the nightclubs are open. And Woo! the nightclubs are open. So God be, willing. Should be a great episode stands. next week. Should be great. Yeah, just on United-Liverpool, obviously, as United-Liverpool fans, how do you see that game going? Because I feel like it's a perfect shit, just a perfect storm for the narrative to be completely flipped and for United to beat Liverpool. I feel like that would just be inevitable. After Shakiri bin Mourinho, Salah's going to bring, he's going to bin Solskjaer. It's going to be poetic. I, I never fancied Liverpool against United. United could be in fucking... The Vanarama, I still predict a three in the United win, so I'm just going to predict a three in the United win. Never, never back yourself in the big games because <laughs> you should you should never actually enjoy big games. You should Listen, be miserable the for the entire day. We can back ourselves, no, but this is <laughs> this is what I hate. But this is the thing about, about a small rant about cup final day. People being really excited about cup final day. No, you should, you should hate, hate every it. every second. You should hate the entire week. You should be sick. You shouldn't be able to eat. And that's how you feel about United Liverpool games. So I just I just assume we're going to lose because. I feel less sick and it just it's less disappointment when we do. And then just what was formerly known as El Clasico and is now known as El Football Terrorismo. How do you see Barcelona against Real Madrid going? I'm gonna say nil nil. They're both miserable. No, one the nil. Dream, the dream ball of header, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The one real footballer just... left. This game is going to end up with the pie and Coleman behind bars as well. It's going to be. What's gonna happen is Aguero's gonna be eating the pies. He's a fat bastard. <laughs> seen a chunk of him recently the only person looking worse than him these days is Samir Nasri he has <laughs> let himself go he is a disgrace I feel I feel sorry for Marseille players when they let themselves go because they've got a massive Uber Eats logo on their, on their oh, chest and, and Nasri a kiss. is so fucking fat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's honestly hilarious I saw the picture of him when he was laughing for five minutes he's yeah. a chunk Marseille jerseys are not conducive to overweight people between Puma and Uber Eats but anyway <laughs> In that spirit, we're going to move on to the Mattia Flamini quiz. Mixer, you are the quiz master this week. Do you want to take it away? I am indeed. So, straight into the business. Uh, you won't need any pen and paper for this. Um, I have Good four um, straight fire questions, and then the last one is a potential tiebreaker. So, the first question. Sadio Mane scored 100 Premier League goals at the weekend, becoming the third player to do what? Third African player to score 100 Premier League goals. <laughs> oh, uh, to score 100 goals between two different clubs? <laughs> oh, first player to do so without scoring a penalty. He was the third player to do it without scoring a penalty. Oh, sorry, third player. Uh, Emil Heskey yeah. was one of them, and I can't remember who the other one was. Trevor. So, one new to Ronan. So, the next question, moving on. Three players are joint with the most red cards in Premier League history. Who can name one of them? Noble. Robbie Savage. The number is eight. Eight red cards. Three players have got sent off eight times in the Premier League. Roy Keane. No. Richard Dunn. Richard Dunn, yes. Yes. 
and the other two were Patrick Vieira and Duncan Ferguson. Big dunk, Jesus! Duncan Ferguson, he was a striker. He was big. He's a hardy bastard. (laughs) (laughs) So two names. Alfredo Morelos gets sent off every second week for Rangers. So, so this is a potential winner right here. Having won twelve Copa Libertadores, what team is the most successful in the competition? River Plate. River Plate. No. Boca Juniors. No. Independiente. Yeah, three 0 rolling clean. Oh, is that, the first, is, that the, is that the first whitewash? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Independiente. Oh. That's surprising. Yeah, Fair they were the only other team I could think of in South America. I will give you the other two questions just so I was going to have the most appearance appearances in Syria. Buffon with six hundred fifty-seven, and then the tiebreaker was as of twenty eighteen. How many different nations have played at the World Cup? And the answer was 79. So they were the questions that I had lined up. Congratulations to Roni. He is this week's winner of the Matthew Flamini quiz. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Strong performance from you this week, Ronan. We'll, we'll see you next week. But that just about brings an end to this week's episode of the podcast. On next week's episode of the podcast, I want to try something. Lads, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you. Next week, we're going to go for the most hateful bastard 11. We're going to go through each position and decide who is the most hateful. I, I did this on Twitter like two years ago for the League of Ireland and I got a good reaction. So hopefully this sort mm. as well. And I'm just mentioning it now in case anyone wants to get in touch with us and get in their suggestions because I feel like a lot of people will feel very passionate about this one. So until next week, Thanks very much for listening to this episode and we'll be back next week. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.